Good morning. Welcome to the Drive to School podcast. I'm Pastor Goodman, and uh, joining me today is the Reverend Dr. Matt Richard. He is the author of Will the Real Jesus Please Stand Up and Minute Messages. Both are phenomenal reads if you've got uh, some time to do, but uh, also he's a pastor. And uh, so we're going we're gonna to talk pastor stuff. Uh, pastor, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Yeah, it's good to be here. It's kind of exciting. Awesome. We're really glad to have you. Yeah. Um, we're going to kind of break into a series, you and I, uh, called What Would Jesus Say? Um, because I, I feel like in a lot of ways, uh, the world is just all too eager to put words into Jesus' mouth. Um, and then, well, we get him on our side. And if Jesus is on our side, how wrong can we be? And so if we can make sure that Jesus is saying the things that we want him to say, obviously, we can just say whatever we want, except that's uh, not helpful or biblical or godly or salvific or any of the other things that might be you know, mildly useful to us. So um, we're going to start by, uh, diving into uh, the idea of a Jesus who wants to talk to us instead of a Jesus who wants us to put words in his mouth. Um, we are going to talk today, I think, about uh, what would Jesus say about fear, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good topic. I mean, huh. fear itself, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's everywhere. I mean, if you think about it, and, and, and obviously what, when we think about Jesus, what he would say about fear is he says over and over in the gospels, he says these simple words, do not fear. And, uh, and you think about it, it can be either, either heard as a rebuke or also as encouragement. I think it can be a little bit of both at the same time. And, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, the, the, the concept of fear itself, uh, you know, we, we, we often say to ourselves, we're not afraid, right? Um, but when we really look at our lives, we're afraid of very many things. Uh, just the way that we function in life, uh, the way that we react. Um, simple things like, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day and just, you know, how we lock our doors at night, right? I mean, we lock our doors at night and, and we put locks on our doors because what? Uh, fear of being broken in, things stolen. Uh, somebody that comes in and actually invades our property. Um, we have, uh, you know, insurance uh, for things. We have, uh, we put our seatbelts on because of afraid of, of death itself. Ultimately, this stems back to death itself. Um, but fear is, is, is rampant. It's, it's a part of our life and so much a part of our life that we don't even contemplate it. And yet here we have this Christian faith. We have the Christ who comes along uh, throughout the gospels many times. And he says to his disciples and followers, do not fear. And uh, he actually has the authority to say that because he's the one that ultimately, as we can get into a little bit later on, he's ultimately the one who has the authority over what's behind uh, fear itself, which is death. He has the authority over death to overcome death itself, which is, gosh, that's great Christian hope for us. Absolutely. That's way better than just sort of expecting Jesus to like make me find the off switch to my fear because he can say, don't be afraid, but I still got all these things to be afraid of. And so if it's just sort of him commanding me to, to not worry, well, there's, there's nothing else for my brain to focus on. But when you actually give him the authority over death, as, as he himself has, all of a sudden, I have something else to think about. And then fear actually can be addressed by something other than my own will. It, it can start to be faced by God's promises then, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, apart from, apart from Christ, I mean, fear makes sense, right? I mean, uh, behind all the fears, again, is that sting of death. And, and, and we're all afraid of death itself, trying to etch uh, our own being and our own existence in this life. And so we, we, we do things to uh, build up barriers between us and the threat of death, you know, if you will. So, you know, we put locks on our doors. We, we uh, put uh, passwords on our computer, you know, uh, to protect our identity, to protect our safety. We put seatbelts on airbags when we move in our vehicles. 
we have climate control in our in our buildings you know to have warmth so we uh, uh, don't freeze to death especially here in North Dakota and we have air conditioning to keep us from being coming dehydrated we carry you know water bottles around to keep ourselves hydrated and we have uh, our medicines that we take to uh, you know prevent you know whether it's heart disease or or uh, diabetes or, or, or different issues of health we have all these things that we do um, that we do in a sense to combat death. And if we do these things, then we say, well, I don't have to fear because I did these things, but ultimately being beneath all of that is the underlining uh, fear. But then, like you said, absolutely. Christ comes along and says, do not fear. And it's not just an empty, empty uh, promise, an empty word of, of, of him saying, you know, Hey, suck it up, buttercup. You know, he's not saying, uh, you know, Hey, good men, uh, you know, turn it off, turn the fear off and suck it up, buttercup, right. you know, be a man. So easy right? to do Jesus. Thank you. Right, 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 right. <laughs> It's like, yeah, so just, you know, let's just man up and, and suck it up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, he, he do not fear. Why? Because he overcomes death. Uh, he's, the, he's the one who's the antidote to death. And, and so when we understand that, that there's, there's hope of the resurrection, uh, we're not flippant, you know? Uh, so I'm not saying that we're advocating. I don't think either of us are advocating that, that we'd be flippant with life. We're good to be good stewards of life. But uh, to, to give in to fear, um, you know, we don't fear because the, the, the opposite of faith is fear and the opposite of fear is faith and faith and, and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ to preserve us no matter how bad or good it gets uh, that he holds us, uh, you know, through the sting of death uh, to the resurrection. Right. So this, this works then from the greater down to the least. So if we are not afraid of death, a lot of the other things that we're afraid of, like, I understand it won't kill me, but I'm still afraid of pain. I'm still afraid of loss. And so like, I, 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 I fear, I, I tap my pockets like 50 times a day to make sure my keys are still there. And I understand that losing my keys won't kill me, but it, it'll be a, a painful thing. It will be a suffering thing. And, and these are also things that Jesus calls us to, to face. Um, not that sort of you have to suffer your way into the kingdom, but he calls suffering a blessing because it draws you closer to him. He, he calls us to, to treat our daily bread, not simply as a here, guard it, hoard it, but uh, uh, use it for the good of your neighbor. So we're not flipping with any of these things. We don't want to hurt, but also we recognize that God will bear with us in hurt. We, we're not afraid of loss because we know that it is God who continues to care for us in daily bread. And we're also not flipping with our material goods because they're good for our neighbor. Um, but it, it stands upon faith. Like you said, it, it's not turning off fear. It's, it's focusing on the promises of God that yield the faith. Cause it's not just have more faith either. Can it be like, do you just choose to have more faith? All right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, sometimes we see this with the, uh, the coffee mug slogans, right. You know, like keep the faith or like, uh, some, even the, even the secular, uh, singers, the old, the old, my day, the old John Bon Jovi. I mean, I, I a lot of people probably don't know John Bon Jovi, but he's the Amen. song is over and over and over. It's like, keep the faith, keep the faith. And he goes, Oh, we got to keep the faith. And, and it just kind of amps you up. Uh, but faith in and of itself is just an empty word. Right. And so faith is something that's given to us and, and the strength of one's faith is, is from that which is promised or spoken into a person. So I reminded of a, an old professor once he was on a, I love this story. He was on this uh, radio program and, uh, and he said, well, we welcome to the program, uh, professor so-and-so. And today we're going to talk about faith. And the professor said, no, we're not going to talk about faith today. And the, the announcer goes, well, excuse me. I thought we were talking about faith. Nope. Because when we talk about Jesus, so that faith happens. And so he goes, oh, I guess we're talking about Jesus. He goes, yep, we're going to talk about Jesus. So we talk about Jesus and his gifts and his promises. And that's the thing is, I love how this is said. It's not original with me, but I had a friend that I would always say that, that Jesus chases away fear. And I just love that. Uh, he, he does. Fantastic. He chases away fear. And so when we're fearful, 
uh, Jesus says, do not fear. And that's not a sense of, of, of us hearing that saying, you know, let's, let's turn it off, you know, turn, turn fear off and then turn faith on. No, it's, we do not fear because Jesus chases away fear. And so for fear to be chased away, we have to hear the promises of God and hear the promises of Christ, what he has done for us and what he will see us through. And so this, I mean, this applies to all aspects of our life. And especially, I mean, we see, especially uh, at, at the deathbed of, of, of people, uh, you come in and uh, people are laying on their deathbed and uh, uh, fear sets in. Uh, the reality of death is around the corner. It's knocking. And that's where the pastor grabs the hold of the hand of, of that beloved saint in that deathbed and says, do not fear. Your Christ holds you. He holds you right now and he will hold you through the sting of death. And that there's the promise of the resurrection and that promise of the gospel chases away fear. And so for all aspects of our life, um, whether it's death on, on our deathbed or, um, you know, the fear of, of, of everyday life, the grind uh, to hear that our savior is with us uh, so that fear might be chased away. That's important to recognize. Like I just off the top of my head and, and maybe you can correct me, but like, as I'm sort of going over all of them, cause there's, there's a ton of places in the scriptures where Jesus says, do not fear. Um, but it's like off the top of my head, always coupled with either a promise or an action of Jesus. Like, it's not just do not fear end of story, uh, but it's do not fear. And then he calms a storm or shows you his risen body or makes a promise that he cares for even the sparrows of the, the field. He's, he's always sort of pointing to himself and his works that we would have something to replace fear of the world with. Um, mm -hmm. But it also then kind of turns the corner because we can say we have a Jesus who tells us do not fear, but we also have a first commandment, which sort of has something to do with that, don't we? So the first commandment, you shall have no other gods means that we should fear love and trust in god above all things so how mm -hmm. do we sort of mesh a jesus who says do not fear with a god who says you shall fear the lord your god yeah I, you know I'm, I'm reminded of an old book i read once and it was talking about uh basically if i can get the premise of it he said when 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 your god is small uh fear in life is big but when your god is big and you fear your god who is big and all the other things are small. And, and so that, that, that makes a lot of sense. But when we think about this word fear, um, as I teach this to my confirmation kids, when we say that we fear God, it's basically acknowledging that we're not him, that he's bigger than us. And so um, fear of God is understanding that he's bigger than us and that we're small and that uh, we don't call the shots um, and that we don't have God on a little leash. You know, he's not a puppy dog, a lap dog that we have in our lap and that we, we, we tug around. Um, he's bigger than us and he's the creator. We're the created. And, um, I have a kind of this really cool quote, um, written down, like uh, I should have marked it here in my Bible, but it was talking about, yeah, I was talking about, uh, holy fear. And I love how this is phrased. And again, I, I don't know where I got this from. I wrote it down in my Bible. And it says this holy fear uh, is, is, is what we can think of the word reverence. I love the word reverence. A holy reverence is a holy fear of God clothed with faith. And so there's a reverence of understanding that I'm not God, that he is God, that he is bigger than me and that I'm small, but also that I, what I trust him. I trust the one. I think this, this also comes back to uh, C.S. Lewis uh, in, in, in his book, uh, the lion, the witch in the wardrobe uh, thinking about Aslan, the lion. And uh, I love that. I love that part of the, the movie in the book where, gosh, is it Lucy? Um, mm -hmm. I think it's Lucy. And she's talking to Mr. Beaver and, and, yeah. and talking about as in the lion. And she says, Oh, as in the lion, you know, is, is, I think how she says, is he tame? Is he safe? Or is yeah. he safe? Yeah. Is he safe? And, and is he safe? And the beaver's like, no, he's not safe, uh, but he's good. Right. Uh, he's good. And that's the whole idea that, that, that we do not want to have a tame and, uh, 
safe uh, Jesus. We want a mighty Jesus, an Aslan Jesus, a lion Jesus. But then also that, then that's who we fear because the lion is bigger than all the other preys that are out there. And so he's stronger than, than, than death, right? He's stronger than sin. He's stronger than the devil, uh, which is good. And so we fear, we fear a Jesus who is like as on the lion, but then also that he's what he's good, you know, uh, he's good, good for us. And that's why we trust him. And that's why we love him. And so, and that, that Aslan, that line, or that kind of understanding of who Christ is, uh, when he growls, he chases away fear. He chases away the things that threaten us. That's fantastic. So we have a God that we can't control, but also a God we don't need to. Right. And this right. is the joy of, of fear of the Lord, that it's, it's not just a healthy respect, which is, I understand trying to sort of clothe fear in something, you know, that, that would say like, I, I don't want to be away from God. But also we want to recognize that if God has a will of his own, that's probably a good thing because we acknowledge like, I can't work my dishwasher very well. I don't want to be (laughs) in control of the universe. I want a God who worries about that. I am a a sinner. And so my will is bent in on myself. I want a God whose will is good. I don't want a God I can control because I will use it for dumb things. (laughs) That's called an idol that, that will go very poorly for me. And so when Jesus then would say, don't be afraid. Again, look to his promises and his actions and, and recognize this is not a God you can control, but it's also a God you don't need to. Look at whenever he makes these promises and then does these things after saying, do not fear. It's for your good. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, for time permitting, hopefully, okay for time here. Yeah. Okay. This is, this is, this, this is a little bit longer, but it's just, it's just, it's so worthwhile. Uh, Worth it. Sharing. it. Yeah. I, I remember being, uh, doing some, some work at, uh, Concordia seminary, uh, down in St. Louis. And we had a couple of chaplains there and, uh, uh, one chaplain, he spoke at chapel service and he was given this sermon. And I remember clear as day is one of the best sermons I've ever heard. And he was, you know, a chaplain, he works with, the, he worked with the Marines. And, and, uh, so he was talking in his sermon, he goes, you know, now this is part of the sermon where I, I suppose I'm supposed to get up here and tell you that, you know, when the grenade is thrown, uh, at you, your Jesus, you know, he, he jumps on the grenade and he sacrifices himself, uh, for you taking the grenade in your spot. And he goes, you know, that's the spot where I should say that as a chaplain, but your Jesus isn't that tiny. He goes, you don't have a tiny Jesus like that who jumps on a grenade. And I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah, Jesus jumps on the grenade, but he's like, no, no, your Jesus is not that tiny. Your Jesus is much bigger than that. He ends the entire war. I was like, whoa, you know, he ends the entire war. You know, he doesn't just stop on one little grenade. He goes and he ends the whole entire war. He's bigger than just that small uh, view. And uh, again, I just, I I could just remember that echo in the chapel there and uh, the, the, the mightiness of our Christ uh, that he's bigger than we can even comprehend, which is a good thing. Like you mentioned before, that's a, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, So fear not. Oh man, on that note, uh, yeah, we're not topping that. So uh, we're going to go ahead and call it a day there. Uh, Pastor, thank you so much for joining us on the drive to school podcast. We'll have you back again here real soon. And we'll figure out some other stuff that Jesus has to say about stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Have a good one. You too.